Welcome to Coffee and Capital, brought to you today by Two Smith IQ and Two Smith Capital. Now here's your host, Two Smith CEO Jeremy Smith. Thank you for joining our office hours today at Coffee and Capital. This is Jeremy Smith. What I noticed about small businesses in my professional experiences are the immediate red flags when it comes to applying for a loan. What I noticed was kind of eye-opening. The the eye-opening facts and figures that I noticed were the immediate red flags. These red flags were inconsistent documentation, such as a different DBA of the business name, a different address, a different owner, uh, a change of a bank account, um, inconsistent bank statements, inconsistent documentation was crazy. I also noticed another red flag were um, hidden liens that business owners didn't even know they had, such as uh, collections for non-payment from vendors or different owed taxes from the state or for some restaurants, it was meals tax. Then there was a, there was a, a, a obvious red flag, which was the credit worthiness of the business owner. Um, one business owner had good credit. The other business owner above 20% had bad credit, but the owner with bad credit didn't understand why he had bad credit and it could have been as simple as a default on a student loan that drove down his credit score or the business owners didn't pay their business credit and then they had a bad negative payment history. These are just red flags that were just obvious to me that caused a business owner applying for a loan to be declined. So why are these red flags are important? We have to be diligent to knowing what lenders know about us, perceive about us, and understand about our business from a character standpoint. Two Smith will examine the documentation by offering you a general authorization, provide you with reports, show you line by line how to correct these measures, and then assemble the application from financials to the correct documentation to the accurate checkabout liens to different understandings of what credit worthiness means when you apply for a loan. And these are just different exercises that we're going to cover more specifically in following episodes of Coffin Capital Office Hours. But we want to make sure that I show you why all these red flags can be avoided because I know you can get the loan. From my professional experience, what I noticed about small businesses, I would go there to a site visit. I would meet with them. I would look at their financials. I would look at the demeanor of the owner. I would look at how they interact with people. I noticed them philosophically, literally, and metaphorically. So, what I noticed that really fired me up with Two Smith, I noticed that small businesses didn't know how to educate their tax professionals to help them be prepared on paper to deal with people like me. It's crazy. Let's step back and say this is what you should have noticed. If 
your goal is to buy the place that you rent because you want to be a staple in that community. You want people to come to your retail store and shop. You want people to come to your restaurant and eat. You want people to come to your hotel and stay. You want people to come to your city and get that duck boat ride, whatever you want to call it. What I've noticed is that you keep expensing everything from the rent to all other stuff. Well, if you want to buy it, you have enough rent to actually pay for the mortgage. You can go get a line of credit for the down payment. It's easy to say, go to the SB website. Look at what it takes. It's called a rent swap. If your credit's good, you literally can trade the rent off your tax return and your adjusted profit with nothing down. And now you are a commercial real estate owner. You have the assets. There are small businesses that are at income levels. You have businesses that generate revenue from 100K to about hundred to about $1 million. You have revenue businesses that generate revenue from $1 million to about $5 million. Then you have businesses that go $5 million and plus. So what I've noticed about businesses, small business, businesses in general, if you go back and you ask them, have you been profitable the last three or four years? Have you actually filed your taxes? Have you actually paid yourself a salary? Have you actually put cash back for reserve? Have you planned your way to retire or exit? So what I've noticed is that most small businesses don't have a real plan past what they've done. They just wing it. And the bigger they are, the better they are cleaning up the mistakes they made in the beginning. A lot of businesses don't even have shareholding agreements. A lot of businesses forget to file their annual reports on the state website. So to some of what I've noticed, I've, I've noticed rookie mistakes. <laughs> These are really rookie mistakes. I've made them businesses make them, but the mistakes is that we are not taught this is how the playbook should be. We are not taught that our CPA should work with a capital advisor like Toothsmith or other people or a banker with a, a universal goal. We are not taught that we need to stop leveraging our home equity lines of credit to start our businesses. We're not taught that. We're not taught that, okay, we can set up a 1040 Schedule C being the sole proprietor, and then, congratulations, we're paying double taxes on the business and the net profit when we should just been 1120S. We're not taught in the fact that, like, we need to stop renting when we have enough cash flow to buy, where if we sell the business, we still are the landlords. We're not taught this. What I've noticed is that we make the same mistakes time after time. I'm not really sure if it's a, a sophistication thing, a revenue thing, 
a first-time entrepreneur thing. Maybe it's our tax guidance, our banker guidance, our 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 network that we do, but we can't allow these same mistakes to be noticed time and time. So for me, when I'm trying to, to, to correct or help businesses do as their partner at the two Smith approach is that we need to notice our opportunity in real estate. We need to notice our tax obligation. We need to notice how we look at our profit. We need to notice where if we got too much labor on thing, we need to notice the small things so that if it's a conversation with Jeremy at Smith, if it's a conversation with a CPA, if it's, we just need to notice how to represent ourselves on paper and explain ourselves correctly. Hypothetical example, I started one location. I'm in retail. I have an online store. I have a brick and mortar presence. I actually make my own product and apparel. And I'm like the I'm like the home goods, feel goods for like Massachusetts, America, whatever you want to call it. I've been around 10, 15 years. We started as a small business. I my family came in. We've grown from Boston to Providence to New York to Hartford, Connecticut to, to West Philly. We've got like several locations. If I would have met with people like Jeremy at Two Smith. I would have changed my whole scale. I've got a lot of revenue. I've got overhead. I didn't buy the real estate. I've got regional managers running the stores. I've got an online e-commerce team. The revenue was good. My profit's low. But when I met with Jeremy, I should have just been an online apparel center with drop-in stores, and instead of signing these long leases, I just could have recycled, recycled my profit. And then I just would have had pop-up stores where I own the actual, like, van that that had a, a, a build-out display, and I just would have popped it on college campus. I would have actually had distribution with local programs and schools for apparel where I co-branded with them, and I would have had basically orders we were successful, but we, we did it the hard way. Now, we are actually are trying to establish franchise financing with our bank, but we don't have the right story. We don't have the right collateral. We don't have the right financial wherewithal. And I found myself just leveraging all of my personal real estate. So we... We were able to fix this, but this hypothetical story that I talk about, this never would have happened if there was planning with capital purchase with Two Smith. So the reason I talk about debt, that debt makes a lot of sense. We tend to take debt where it's not smart debt. There's bad debt and there's smart debt. <clears throat> smart debt is, okay, great. I'm going to go and take debt on on this distribution to stack up inventory because I need to get my demand out there. And it, it could be my way of marketing. Totally get it. 100%. Bad debt. Yeah. My my co-founder, he didn't have enough. You know what? I'm just going to support him till he's able to come out. No. You're going to go and buy his debt. 
Or, you know, I'm just going to go buy another business and I'm going to take over the debt. And then I think I can turn the revenue around and I can, I can up my sales. Bad move. Or, you know what? I'm just going to go lock myself into a 10-year lease. And the lease doesn't even make any sense because the rent's too high. And my product or my service won't even let me afford the rent based upon my revenue. Bad debt move. Or we go in and we take extra debt on our personal assets to start a business that we don't even have a surefire plan of bad debt. We have to stop taking short-term debt hurdles to get us to something where we don't have an exit out. Your business partner, don't you don't have to support him. That's why he's your business partner. He should bring revenue in. Or if you're not in the, in the position to pay yourselves, no one takes a salary. No one accumulates debt to push money back in company. That makes sense. Prof- professionals, lawyers, acupuncture, doctors, dentist people. Yeah, it's bad debt. Stop putting your partner in a position where you're going to leverage your personal real estate or anything personal just so you can get lending from a bank in hopes that your practice can turn itself around and you can refinance your personal assets of a bad debt. Good debt. Yeah. I'm financing inventory that I already have pre-sold because I have a huge demand. Yeah. I'll take that debt all day long. Well, good debt. Okay, great. I'll go get a business credit card because I'm not lendable right now. And then I can pay interest only while I scale my business up. And I can refinance that credit card out when I'm lendable and I actually have tax returns for a bank. Great debt. Brought to you by Two Smooth Capital.